Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. It's the Luke and Pete Show. Pete Donaldson and Luke Moore with you talking about batteries and all your stories. Have you ever killed a man? We want to hear from you. Hello at LukePeteShow.com. What's been happening in the week, Luke? Have you seen that Morrison's for sale, mate? Um, you um, sacked off the first intro because you weren't happy with it. Mm. But you and then decided I delivered to go that. with the one about killing a man. Yeah. You're, and you're fine with That's that. That's fine with that, yeah. Have I seen what's for sale? Morrison's. What, the, the, shop, the, the, uh, the entire the, shop, yeah. I'm a, I feel like I should be informed of that. I'm a, I'm a Morrison's alumnus. Six, <laughs> 6.3 billion takeover. Yeah, I can't afford it. <laughs> but I have contributed to that because I used to be on the car park booth at Safeway, which became Morrison's. Oh, so I've, okay. I've chucked a bit of... I've chucked some money into the coffers there. <laughs> Why did, what, did, what happened to Fine Fair? Fine Fair. What's that? That was like a shitty Morrison's in the 80s. I'll, I'll, we didn't have that down south. We had some terrible... They were like some, it had a particularly bad logo and some very thin crinkly uh, carrier bags. Yeah, so was it similar to like QuickSave? Yeah. There must be on eBay like people selling old carrier bags from like Wait, the past. Where's that come from? Uh, there must be. You don't want to be buying I want to buy a fine fair carrier bag. <laughs> I've never even I heard wanna, of it. I want a Rumbelow's carrier bag. Do you know, do you know what? The, when the Safeway was built in Gosport where I grew up, mm. it was like a big deal. It was like a brand new purpose-built building for a big supermarket. Mm. And there was already Asda down the road, so people mm. were kicking off about that. And then, no no sooner had Safeway opened up, they, they opened up a Burger King. It's incredible. <laughs> oh. And then they turned the old Ritz Cinema into a um, into an Iceland. Beautiful. Nah, the Ritz Cinema was amazing. All change. All change. The Ritz Cinema the had the biggest screen, screen on the South Coast. Right, okay. You know, was it, I mean, is it just because we're old, or was it better when independent companies like that did those kind of things? Like, it's quite a cool thing to be an independent company and have a cinema. Yeah, there's one in that I don't think is connected to anyone in Berkhamstead. And uh, it's it's a lovely old kind of art deco cinema. There's yeah. a restaurant in there. It's really classy. You know, pricey, but classy. Uh, and the, the, the guy who runs it is kind of like a man about town. And he sort of, he, before every um, performance, before every screening, he'll, he'll come on stage and sort of go, uh, he'll, probably, uh, he'll frequently slag off the film people are about to watch. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's sort of go, I don't know how to turn it for this. It's Fast and the Furious 7. Who gives a shit, you know? Why well, is he there then? He's there. I believe uh, it's technically a performance. Then I think there's some kind of. Oh, that's uh, interesting. I think that's the case. I I'm not going to cast aspersions, but um, it technically becomes a performance, and I think you can get certain right. tax breaks with it. Which is sensible. I'd do it. The Ritz Cinema used to do used to show B movies beforehand. 
Mm, oh, nice. So we got there early. You it was show, like, movie. The Living Dead of the Manchester Lovely. That's nice. Then there would be a break, and then there'd be the main feature. Right. But I told you, about, did I tell you about my granddad and, and that cinema? No. So my granddad used to deliver bread and cakes and everything to everyone in um, Gosport. Mm. And uh, he ended up becoming like some kind of sales manager for the whole area. But he started out delivering in the 70s, delivering like bread and cakes to all the different businesses mm. um, that had like catering situations. And um, it later transpired, he told me a couple of years ago, that what he was actually doing was he was delivering bread and cakes to, say, the Ritz Cinema. Mm. But it was all done, obviously, back in the 70s, it was all very kind of person-to-person, like personal relationships, right? He would give the manager of the, of the Ritz Cinema a couple oh, of loaves of bread yes, for, his, for okay. his family and a couple of cakes. Oh, and free tickets were As a result, changed. my yeah. mum said, all through the 70s, whenever they went to the cinema, they never had to pay. She never knew why. <laughs> and he was doing it to everyone. The bread guy. The leisure centre. Go for a free swim. Nice. Because all you're doing is you're getting all the bread you want, courtesy of my granddad. Like... <laughs> Crazy man! I love that. That's, that's it's adorable. Good, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. Cracking. Speaking of bread and cakes, have you seen that? Um, presumably, I mean, I don't want to cast aspersions on our good friends at BT Sport and mm. uh, our colleagues and friends who, who occasionally work there as well. Um, but have you seen that they? I think probably f- suffering the lack of the Euros because it has to be on terrestrial television. Mm. Have you seen that they've started showing competitive eating? Yeah, where did this come from? It was BT Sport, was it, they put this on? I think it's because they've got some kind of deal with ESPN and it's shown on ESPN in the US. I see. But, um, I, I saw s- a guy eating like an unholy amount of hot dogs and obviously the, the lemonade man that you're probably going to explain. Have you, seen, have you seen how they do the hot dogs though? It's disgusting. Uh, they dip it in water. Yeah. Yeah. So they get the bun and the hot dog in the bun, obviously. Just, just in your mind if you're listening, picture yeah. a hot dog, mm. dip it in some water and just shove it down their throat. Yes, they're not. They're not enjoying. They're not. You wouldn't call them foodies. The obsession I have with it, and I'll talk about the lemonade thing in a minute. You think you could crack, have a crack at it? No, not no, I don't. But the obsession I have with it is that genuinely, a decent amount of those competitive eaters who are really good are quite skinny. Yeah, because the, that's the thing, because they've got more room to expand. But the calories, guys, are the calories. It it's really difficult. Oh no! To get your head but around. I mean, I mean, they probably vomit after the crying out. Oh. Like that in the system, surely. You reckon? I watched the guy who was drinking all of the lemonade. Yeah. He drank what was it? Two? No, six liters, four liters, something like that of lemonade. So like the, that. there was a guy who, and it's very difficult to get the scale of how much he was drinking in terms of volume because it's just you know just up on the stage. Mm. He's got his vessel, mm. and it, it were, he, he he finished the vessel of lemonade, which is American style still lemonade, obviously. Because uh, it was happening in the US, I think he finished it in about forty-six seconds. Mm. And I looked up what it was. It was nine pints. Nine pints. We had a comp- do you remember we had that drank a pint in like five seconds or something. We you had did, a no, you said you could drink a liter of water in ten seconds, right? So I filled up the trusty Nalgene. Yeah, and we did it right here. You were sat right where you were there. Nearly killed me. You did a massive burp, which the listeners didn't enjoy. And you didn't do it. <laughs> so nine pints of anything yeah. in forty-six seconds is possibly going to kill someone. And I also, if they're not a professional. And I also, it also puts me in mind of those viral videos, the really dangerous ones that went around a few years ago of people unsealing bottles of Jack Daniels and necking them in one go. Yes. I, I saw one the other day of a guy who unsealed a bottle of vodka, a good size one, mm. a bottle of Jack Daniels, poured it into both, poured them both into a vessel and drank the whole thing in one. <sighs> Obviously, the video stops after that. Presumably, he's just going to go and pick that up. Yeah. I mean, you're going to die. You mm. would die if you do that. Mm. Would, would you die? I think you would yeah, die. You'd die, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not ideal. I, I, I don't think I don't think anything. Because I, I saw on the well, was I on the way home. Yeah, I was on the way home um, from Thurberton on uh, last um, Saturday, and there was a woman swigging from a big bottle of gin. Uh, what, she was, like you know, a, a neat she, bottle. Yeah, yeah. She was just having a little little sip here and there. There was a news story a while back of a, of a woman who. I mean, you can. 
you can paint your own picture of the type of person she may or may not have been, mm. who was told on a flight back from like Spain or something like that that she couldn't take a bottle of spirits with her. Oh, she just yeah, s- she dogged it. it. Just next <laughs> I think she was in bad, big trouble after that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But if you, if, if you had to choose a competitive eating food stuff, mm. what would you go for? Uh, I think hot dogs are a pretty good... Because you'd be able to pack in loads, wouldn't you? It'd be like an extra intestine inside I, I don't your want to do anything to do with bread, though. No, th- that stuff really expands. But I see why they use the water. I don't know. I'd eat lasagna. <laughs> I'd, eat, I'd eat that big Wembley lasagna. I could do. I reckon I could do pretty well on Jaffa cakes. They are very eatable, aren't they? I, 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 very. We eatable. had we had a. Um, me and a few like of, strawberry flavored ones. These me, days. me and a few of my mates. <laughs> during, yeah, I know you get pineapple ones as well. Me and a few of my friends during lockdown were doing them um, stupid shit like challenges and stuff on, mm. on the WhatsApp group just for a laugh, and I suppose I actually shocked myself at how much better than I was at Jaffa Cake. <laughs> kind of, I'm also the fattest of all of us. And I was kind of a bit like, oh, that's a bit of a stereotype. <laughs> I, I could probably smash a packet of Jaffa Cakes in under a minute. If you ate the chocolate off Jaffa Cakes, it was just a chocolate bar made of that chocolate, I think you'd be very surprised how bad that chocolate is. Oh, I is. completely agree. <laughs> I, th- I think I completely agree. I, th- I think um, it reminds me of the... Of, so do you remember when you used to get a chocolate advent calendar as a kid? Yes. And so you would get... Um, and, a, little, and, and, and a little chocolate. These days, it's all Cadbury's this and mm. all that sort of stuff. But back then, it used to be the, the themed ones, the licensed ones, mm. whether it would be, I guess these days, it would be something like Marvel or Batman or whatever. They were all made by a company called Kinnerton. Right. <laughs> I just always remember this. Kinnerton. And, and the chocolate in them was horrific. Yeah. It tasted like dust. Right. Right. That Jaffa cake chocolate reminds me of that. I think the uh, it would always be like companies that don't normally make chocolate or have a have a cr- they'll just have a crack at it like Swizzles Matlow or something. It's like you don't normally make chocolate. Don't Swizzle, worry about it. At least Swizzles Matlow are known for their sugary kind of yeah, chewy sweets, exactly. and lollipops and stuff. But I, the, we used to go to the Navy Club where my dad was allowed in because he'd been in the Navy or something. It was just old boys talking about the fucking war, or whatever. And uh, was and, your dad in the war though? <laughs> No, Falklands. he missed the Falklands by six months, I think. How did he miss it? Oh, he's raging. He, he, he went went um, went the wrong direction. Oh, okay, so <laughs> no, he left. No, he no, he'd only gone by then. Oh yeah. Um, but he was like he was like trapped in the bit, sort of going, oh, I want to get, I want to get, I want to get, I want to get the orgies. Yeah. And then about six months after that, he was like, what the fuck was that all about? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you obviously get conditioned as a as a. What were they talking in about the, the Navy Club though? Just uh, where to get the best pornography? I don't know. Like no, just, you start talking about stories. Yeah, so they used to have a disco every Easter and yeah. a disco every Halloween, a disco every um, Christmas. Yeah, and you'd have Santa and stuff, and they used to give out these fucking chocolate eggs at Easter. Oh, yeah. dog chocolate, absolute yeah. dog chocolate. Have you and you presume you've tried some of the dogs you've got access to? Have you tried some of their chocolate? I've tried every bit of their food to be quite frank. What's the best? Rank them. Chicken cubes are pretty good. It's like a meaty licorice. And it's just, Den- but it's just chicken. Aren't bad either. What what go, what's it? What are the ingredients in the dentist sticks, though? I think it's just uh, probably um, cow bones um, smashed down, uh, some kind of animal proteins, and uh, mint. So apparently, it. apparently, it's rice flour. Oh, rice flour. Okay. Wheat starch. Oh. Glycerin. Yeah. Glycerin. Gelatin. Mm. Natural poultry flavour. And a lot of chemicals. Fucking hooves. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hooves. A lot of chemicals. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but the dogs, every dog loves a dentist stick. If you've got a dog that doesn't love a dentist stick, they're a liar. So so the equivalent for cats is this thing called Dreamies. Oh, yes. I've seen those. They look like little golden crumbs or little little, little, um, ravioli. Little pouches. Mm. They've got like different things inside them, but apparently they're really good for the. We give them to our cats because they're really good for their teeth. Yeah. That's why apparently you shouldn't give them wet food. 
as right. they get, particularly as they get older mm. because um, they, you can get problems with their teeth and their mm. gums and stuff. But I've never, ever tried any cat spit. It's horrible. When I, when I pour... So we use this f- food called meowing heads, right? Right. Like talking heads. Yeah, I guess that's right. the, the pun. But it's expensive. Yeah. But the reason I do it is because I think if you've got animals, you should look after them as best you can, right? Mm. So anyway, I pour all this, this massive bag of meowing heads into this into like a cereal box thing with a, one of those things on top of it. You know, like the plastic. Yes. You know what I mean? So you, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like a Tupperware thing. Mm. Anyway, when I pour that in, the smell is horrific. <sighs> it's horrific. So it's the same sort of thing you feel. It's like fish food, isn't it? So, Basically, yeah. But you, would you, have you ever eaten fish food? Yes, I have when I was a kid. What was it like? Uh, fishy. <laughs> was, was it really? It's like the... But it um, should be fishy because it's not got made of fish, is it? Is it not? I, I don't know. Fish food was I presume not. Fish. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is made of fish. I was just absolutely reeks of fish. It's like pounded and dried out fish bits. And it's like um, right. on top of Okonomiyaki, it's the hardest food in the world. Katsuboshi uh, fish, where it's just dried fish and and very, very, very um, membrane um, thick sort of cut fish. Uh, and you sprinkle it on top of uh, anything hot and it sort of dances right. beautifully. Why is it the hardest food in the world? I don't know. I just uh, the composition of it when it what, dries. So it really incredibly hard. Yeah, well, you don't um, you don't eat it as a as a solid object. It has to be sh- very thinly shaved off and very very thin. Oh, leaves okay, right. On the top, but it's sort of it's so thin it dances. But it's apparently the hardest food in the world. You haven't eaten like wet dog food, have you? No, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't stoop that low. But any other kind of hard pet food? Stuff yeah, anything you... anything crunchy, I'll have a crack at. Why? Just because you're fascinated by it? Yeah. Why should they have all the fun? Should you do it when no one else is around? <laughs> this one's for you, dummy. So, so if, if, if you came to my house... Mm, and I stank of and, meat. And there was a dreamy there, you would try it? N- knowing that you have full access to these dreamies, no. But the, but, the, <laughs> but the point is, you were talking about dentist sticks. The cat, I mean, everyone listening who's got a cat will know the same thing. They fucking love it. Like, so they like their food anyway. And the mm. cats, not, cats aren't, in my experience, cats aren't really like dogs. So they're not always hungry. Mm. If you give a cat a decent meal, it'll eat it and it'll be really happy about it. Yeah. And it'll go off and do its thing. Right, it's blog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then when it's time for its food again, it'll come back and it'll start meowing and be mm. like, oh, it's time for my dinner. And, and then they're normally pretty, like, pretty kind kind of um, metronomic. They mm. know when it is. So my cats know, for example, at about 9.30 at night, they'll get up from whatever they're doing sleeping, if they're in, and they'll, they'll, they'll basically just start walking out into the kitchen and they'll just sit out there. Mm. And then I go out and I feed them and I shut the door. The point being, they're cool with whatever, but if it, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. If one of my cats is like three gardens away and I can <laughs> see him, and I get the Dreamies packet and I shake it by the window... He will absolutely bolt it. Mm. I don't know what they put in them. I don't know what it is, but they fucking love it. <laughs> it's like you um, with a pint. What? I it's like you with a tisky. Pi- what? Like Pete? Pete if I shook a tisky by the window, and you were three gardens away, you'd be legging it in. I, I no, I like pints at the at the right time. It's not like I'm. I think licorice is a more kind of adequate uh, answer. So you get a whiff of it on the, on the. You did this with your face. Get a whiff of it on the air. Not the tisky or the licorice. <laughs> yeah, the licorice. Tisky. Yeah. Ba- that would be a bad look. That would be a bad. It look. would be a bad look. Oh yeah, yeah. By the way, one of the things we haven't spoken about, Pete, is mm-hmm. I think we and I think we should. Um, I think it's probably within our purview, and it's probably our duty to do so. Mm. Um, the video of Matt Hancock. Oh, sexy. You must have something right to say about that. You I d- I d- what you know. If you are going to have an illicit uh, liaison in your office, yeah, you people have to know where cameras are. 
Like the little kind of like circular. So there was talk he didn't know. Thing. There was talk the one of the first then, thing then, that David makes him removed. That makes him more unfit for office than anyone else. The, the, we already know that the, we, we do not have a technocratic kind of uh, computationally uh, um, like knowledgeable uh, front bench. But like, well, generation. Really. Th- well, <laughs> they are thick as fuck. Yeah. And um, yeah, to not know a camera is there is ridiculous. I mean, I presume you have uh, a certain uh, idea that you know these things aren't leaked, and it's probably problematic that it has been leaked but you have to know a camera's there mm. and if you don't you're fucking simple I've it's never, like they blow yeah. a, 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 a off the wrist on a, on a train like, uh, a couple of years ago it's like if you're in the fucking vestibule if you're in the, if you're sat at your desk and you think I'll just not, no one's around I'll knock one out that's <laughs> that is not you know for a fact you're going to get in trouble for that is that better or worse than Hancock it was a Hancock <laughs> <laughs> That was the problem. But, if, but for example, then, and this is the real nub of the issue, and it's not been co- people are going to be listening to this thing and this is our whole story. It's not been covered in this way. If Matt Hancock had a, had a wank instead, would it be better or worse? <laughs> at um, his desk, at his desk, uh, it would be funnier. I think it'd be better. Yeah, I don't think it's as bad. Because the whole point of it is the COVID it's co- yeah, regulations. It's right? Yeah, he's doing that because he can't get close to anybody else. I'm not saying he should be doing any of it at work. Right. And so I certainly would never do that at mm. work. But I'm just saying he's not... Pro- the reason I'm asking this question is because mm. it, it's quite an interesting thought experiment. Because you're right to say, I think, that the fact that it was leaked is hugely problematic. Mm. You're also right to say that, you know, for example, I've never knowingly worked in an office in my entire career that hasn't had CCTV. Mm. And you haven't got to be an expert to see a fucking camera mm. and, and assume a CCTV comes in the world. Yeah. If you're in the if you're in the government, you should know that with the exception of China, the UK is the most surveilled society in the world, mm. right? So assume it's happening, you're in a government building, right? But the interesting part of it is, if he had just had given himself a little treat under the desk and there was no one else in the office, he's not broken <laughs> COVID regulations. A little dreamy. People, what, what's people's angle going to be? Right, yeah. Because all the people who have got an axe to grind with Hancock, fair enough, if he if he goes Hancock by name, Hancock by nature, mm. what's their angle? Yeah, uh, I mean, he'd still be. I think he'd be. He'd be fired. Well, the angle on is the he should be era. working. He should be working. <laughs> what are you doing? You should be working. And then what happens if he then says it's my lunch break? Yeah, I was. I just had my COVID jab. I was testing out whether my arm still worked. The door was locked. The door was locked. Yeah, I've been working yeah. hard. I've been working hard. <laughs> Hancock needs his treaties. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what? Well, uh, Hancock dresses a baby. Like, like with a, with nappies on. What doing one of those um, adult baby adult diaper things? things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just sort of running around his office, going, "Mama." <laughs> so for me, funnier. Or, it's fucking funny. I think it's. Yeah. I think the, the 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 funniest would be the hand job. I'm afraid it would be, it would just be. Can you do a hand job on yourself? I don't think no, it you can't, no, can you? No. It's called that. Oh, I've got a hand I had a hand job. I did it myself. Yeah. Um, I, think that, I think a person's sexual proclivity should be their own, and yeah. he wants to do whatever he wants to do. Not in an office. Not, yeah, exactly. Not in a public building. Not in a public. What if the pop walked in, uh, you'd know about that. You'd know about You're that. gonna get a memo. You get an email. No, Hancock, he wouldn't Pop's have read it. Oh, I've forgotten the password. <laughs> didn't see it. Of all the people oh. to walk in in the middle of this, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a real shame. Yeah, so you, don't, you, don't, you don't actually believe that, do you? No, no. It's, it's a real shame how the media hounded his wife. Yes, that's awful. That's mm. awful. And her, I don't, I don't know why they think that's acceptable. And her husband, uh, he's like a multi-millionaire. So, I mean, that is a hard to dress that one up as a sideways move, isn't it? So the so the woman he was caught on the CCTV with mm. her husband is a multimillionaire. Mm. But they're all they're all it's all the same circle. They're all mm. rich anyway. I don't know why in this day and age of all of all times um, that the public the media publicly think that it's a human interest thing. 
mm. public interest thing to be hounding people's partners and that mm. kind of stuff. It's bullshit. We think it's bad, but then you talk to um, people of an older generation, sometimes they sort of go e, and then and they talk about the the wife, and it's like. Yeah, t- t- times have changed and attitudes have changed. I think a little bit. Yeah. It's going to take a little time for people to sort of. There's um, no public interest in that. No, I don't think it's just it's just it's just rubbernecking, it's isn't shit. it? It's rubbernecking, and the reason it will happen is because people will still buy the newspapers and then they'll justify. It do, you like know, that. do you know what is uh, better than Matt Hancock having an affair? Well, a Donald Trump's uh, kind of he's got like a little social media site, hasn't he? That he sort of deals with. What his own one? Yeah, I think. Oh, so, he's yeah. taken so this they, ball and gone home with it. So they've so they, so they've set up this thing for like all all your Trump fans to sort of get get involved in stuff and. Um, um, it has been taken over by the internet people. It's been taken over by people who just... Oh, is it called Getter? Yes. Yeah, I heard about this. And it's been constantly uh, taken over by people who just post erotic uh, daubings, erotic drawings of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> which I think is very good. I, I, I saw that. I saw that it's called Getter, and I saw it got hacked. Yeah. And but it didn't get hacked, it was just people posting. Well, like... this is the thing. No, I, no, I, no, it did get hacked. Oh, did it? Because right. a lot of the users... The, oh. the high-profile ones, yeah. Pompeo, a couple of others, got their usernames changed. Right. And the reason it happened, I, I saw a thread of it on Twitter, and some guy who, I mean, everyone pretends to be an expert on everything on Twitter, but some guy posted um, part of the source code mm. and said, this is a horrific job. This is like the yes. worst piece of coding ever. Yeah. And that's why it's happened. It would have taken that person 10, <laughs> ten minutes, minutes to get to. to. Yeah. Do you reckon I would have had a chance? It wouldn't have taken me 10 minutes. <laughs> 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 I had no idea what I was looking at. Anyway, anyway, let's have a quick break. When we come back, I've got a couple of good emails to get through. We didn't get to them on Monday, but we'll get on them today. And we'll do some battery brands as well. A couple of exciting ones in there. All right. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're back with the Luke and Pete show. It's Thursday, so we are, of course, uh, talking about batteries. Any more battery bands? Any new battery brands coming in, Luke? Yes, so Adam's tweeted in some Tronic Energy. Tronic Ooh, Energy this batteries. This guy got Tronic Energy. I think they're new. I think they're new, too. I've never seen mm. them before. Tronic Energy is a new player entering the game. Congratulations to you, Adam. And then Sam tweeted in, Aero Latte. 
<laughs> As in Aero the chocolate bar so, latte. So that, yep, exactly that. So mm. the battery itself says Aero latte, the original steam-free milk frother. Oh, it does. So, oh my word! So do you reckon that came out of a steam-free milk frother? It must have done. Yeah. What an exciting discovery that yes. is! Yes. I've does, never does seen count, a battery so. Does good. that count technically as a brand or just the? the well, yeah, of course it does. It's what a new player. About? It's a new player. Lovely. So two out of two so far. But I'm sad to say, Matthew, you sent, Matthew sent in some large batteries. They're mm, not new. No, they're new. Seen them a few times before, brother. Two out of three is not bad. Special. <laughs> in the background of that picture as well. Absolute dig, mate. Southampton shirt. Southampton shirt. Dig. Um, but um, sorry to you, Matthew. But I mean. Tell you what, well Tell done to Adam and Sam, but particularly the Sam, very exciting. Aero mm. Latte, can't believe our luck. And, and new battery brands are appearing all the time, so we could be, you know, in hog heaven for a long time yet. Yeah. Could be. Hog heaven being one of the batteries. Ma- do you reckon they're still making them? Yeah, new batteries, yeah. They're just caught in the Suez Canal or, you know, how you know caught up in Germany. You can't buy anything anymore. I saw a, um, a really lazy meme that I enjoyed today mm. of that fire in the Gulf of Mexico mm. photoshopped into the Suez Canal. <laughs> so I just wrote so like can you can't believe what's happened <laughs> it's good I like that one little uh, that meme of like the one ship just kind of putting the water putting the water like nowhere near the actual fire is it even fa- it's not water is it it must be like foam or something or something something to yeah. calm it down I, I mean I would assume that unless it's something to do with the salinity of the seawater or something <laughs> that that was not going to do much no. I, mean, I, don't, I don't fully have the grasp of physics to know exactly how that fire is just, just lads going at this <laughs> how is that fire in, how is that fire even possible i don't know it's got it's got access to oxygen and the oil is just burning it it could burn on the top of water but i think the ferocity yeah. took everyone by surprise well, there's burning on the top of water and then there's that <laughs> For goodness sake. it's not a flaming sambuca is it no, it looks like the portal <laughs> to hell um anyway um jack french hello to you jack's got in touch with a bloody interesting story the kind of email that i am delighted to see drop into the luke and pete show yeah. email uh inbox which of course can be found at hello at luke and pete show.com um jack says the following he says chaps while discussing Michael Crichton on Thursday's show last week, you briefly mentioned Michael J. Fox. I wanted to share a story about him from around the turn of the century. I was about eight years old. My parents in Sidcup in South London mm. were doing one of the quintessentially British Sunday morning pastimes, visiting a garden centre. When we arrived, I did what any child does at a garden centre. I bolted from my parents and made a direct byline, or beeline, I suppose that's supposed to say, for the pets. It's great to have pets at a garden centre. Mm. To this day, he says, I still bloody love a terrapin. Um, after a few minutes in the pet area, I turned around to see my parents had vanished. Knowing my green-fingered parents, however, I headed over to the outdoor plant selection where I was fairly sure they'd be. It was in the outdoor plant section where I found myself in the middle of a crowded commotion. Through the crowds, I was absolutely gobsmacked to see none other than former Hollywood heartthrob and 80s movie star Michael J. Fox. Love to the family, Jack French. Thanks for that, Jack. Are you being silly? No. Why? Are you being a silly boy? Why? You cut out one of the lines, didn't you? Why? What do you mean, why? At least I think it was Michael J. Fox. I couldn't really tell you this Back to the Futures. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck's sake, Luke. 40 years old. I didn't get it. You're a disgrace. I didn't get it. That joke is as old as the fucking. I hills. didn't know. I've You're never heard disgrace. it. I've never heard it before. Fantastic. Well, Jack, look, you got. I cut that last line out because I thought, oh, he's, he's not sure. Yeah, it makes it sound a bit shitter. 
Luke, that is oh terrible, my God. mate. That's, Jack, well done. That's amazing. Jack. I've never heard that before, and you've done me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Done me. Meg's all over the place. He's done a he's done a he's done a chop. He's kind of I think I have to retire now, don't I? <laughs> I think you can. There's nowhere to, to go from here. Yeah, who's I, coming I, in next I, week? I, I, Producer Natalie's going to be doing next week's show. For the avoidance of all doubt. I saw that email. Mm. I thought it was a good story. Yeah. I copy and pasted it into the running order. I made a, I made a, a, <laughs> a mark to, in my mind to make sure I read it. And I thought on Monday show, no, I'm going to show it for Thursday. And at no point did it register until then. Slowing up, mate. You are slowing up. <sighs> it's worrying. This is a, you, when you get texts text from uh, Royal Mail uh, asking you to... Uh, I heard that's pay, a big deal. Pay, that, yeah. yeah, I fell for it. I fucking fell for it a few weeks ago. Did you? Yeah, I was a bit tired and I went and typed my details in and then I had replaced both of my bloody cards like an idiot. One of, one of our colleagues here fell for a scam message that was purporting to be from Twitter, mm. fell for a hook, line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. It started with something like, hello, darling. <laughs> yes. He's like, hello, darling. Yeah. What can I say, though? I can't talk. Yeah, but I? then but then he... I'm scared to read another email. But then, <laughs> then the hackers, but then the hackers were, uh, somehow texted me saying, I am Polish hacker. Right. We've taken ownership of the Football Ramble account. And uh, yeah. No, I think it was, I'm a polished hacker. Ah, good. I'm very good Hello, at it. Hello, darling. Yeah. Hello, Hello. darling. Uh, read us another email out, PD. Isn't that a complete stitch up of me? You know, I mean, right? incredible. Uh, Rich. Hello to Rich. Uh, what have we got here? Hi, Luke and Pete. I'm a few weeks behind on episodes. The prompt for me writing in is the delightful Jim Campbell telling tales of going to A and E. However, if on the off chance in the episode I've not caught up on, you talk about accidental poisonings, this is the most stupid thing you've done. The perils of watching YouTube or doctors looking at you like a moron. I guess it could fall under all of those categories. Mid last year, in the middle of lockdown, I watched a YouTube. YouTube live stream of someone talking about wild food here in the UK, uh, plants you could forage and eat, etc, etc. Inspired by it, my partner and I set off the next day to do some of our own. After collecting a few leaves that, let's be honest, just tasted like lemony leaves. Lemony leaves! I came across a small evergreen tree. Remember the video? Uh, remembering the video, recalled them saying that a young spruce needles makes a delicious tea. Um, I began picking them and ate a few needles. They were really tasty. It was at this point my partner advised I double-check what they were. I wasn't too fussed, as to the best of my knowledge. If it turned out to be a fir tree, it's all fine. However, uh, after consulting Google, I really realised what I was eating was a yew. Not only is it not edible, it's one of the most toxic plants around. <laughs> with a, le- oh, Jesus, a lethal dose of 50 grams, causing a car- cardiogenic shock and with no known antidote. A quick call to NHS and uh, on um, 111. They advised I took myself to A&E. Luckily, the amount I consumed didn't cause me any harm, harm. Uh, and after a few hours of cardiology checks and working around to ensure I didn't drop dead, I was released back home with advice not to do it again. I did uh, have a doctor come up to me uh, to ensure I hadn't eaten it as some kind of medieval suicide attempt, which I, I just had to <laughs> keep insisting it was because I was a moron. On the way to A&E, I did admit my wife promised that if I died, she'd give people more details than just you tree in case they thought I was in cohorts. <laughs> With Rolf Harris and Gary Glitter. So all in all, my advice to you guys and fellow listeners is to not just chow down on nearby foliage. Rich, um, I'm not going to do that. I, I watched yeah. a, I watched a mystery, a murder mystery on ITV, probably one of the Ruth Rendells back in the eighties, where uh, laburnum was uh, used as a as a murder tool. Right. I've always been obsessed with laburnum seeds. I had no idea that YouTube was poisonous. I just looked it up. Mm. Apparently, it's yeah, highly, highly poisonous. Can make a small child severely ill, and there have in fact been deaths linked to you poisoning. All parts of the tree are poisonous. Yeah. Huh. I wonder, yeah, I, wonder I wouldn't have had, I've had uh, no idea. No, Absolutely no idea. I, about I, I can't really identify a yew tree, to be honest. That's why. Well, I think, I think I'm <laughs> right in saying. That's why they'll never get me. 
So I, I'm fairly certain up in I was in Scotland once and we went to go and visit the oldest tree in the UK. Mm. And it was in a, in some kind of cemetery up there, up in Scotland, and I'm pretty sure that was a yew tree. Right. Might have been. I, d- I mean, I d- you type you tree into Google, and yeah, I don't mean, do that. those faces. I'm not reading out one of them because he's very litigious. Uh, are you on? You, are you on incognito mode? Uh, no, no, none of my uh, Googles are in uh, incognito mode. Very nice. Well, mm. Be careful. Be well, very it's a lovely careful. looking tree. Oh yeah, they look, they look yeah. pretty cool. I like the um, I like the, the the bark. It looks very sinewy. They're pretty like um, it's been pumping iron. <laughs> pretty well storied. Mm. Um, Beautiful, great stuff. All right, Pete. I think that's about as much time as we've got for today. Mm. But we will be back on Monday, of course. Maybe yeah. when we get back on Monday, England will be European champions. Holy moly! Who knows? I'll we'll, be pissed. <laughs> we'll cover that on the football ramble, <laughs> won't we? We'll cover that we on indeed. the football round. But mm. thank you very much for listening. Do get in touch if you've got an email you'd like us to read out. Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Mm. We are on at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter and Instagram. Our lovely producer Nat does an amazing job, so make sure you check that out as well for some extra content, some behind the scenes stuff. You're probably going to see a video of me making a complete prick of myself over that email earlier. So check it out at Luke and Pete Show. Um, have a lovely rest of the week and weekend, and we'll see you next time. And he was back to the futures. The Luke and Pete Show is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. 